This is B Movie Battle episode 51, Nick Cage cast episode 29 for The Weatherman from 2005, directed by the master Gore Verbinski. Here is our intro. Ah. <sighs> 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 it gets better every time I watch it. <laughs> this is all a legend. <laughs> This yeah, is... it doesn't say he does coke. It says share your coke with him. Yep. What? I didn't say he's doing coke or that he did a lot of coke in the late 80s, early 90s. I'm not saying that. Camel toe, David. <laughs> you fucking dildo. Fuck you. All right. What are you doing here? I'm also trying to talk to my wife. Fuck you, dildo. <laughs> God, you're I, a dildo. I was, was going to make a bunch of clips for today, and I just didn't. That's fine. We can redo it. We can do them right here. Yeah, I'll have to be. I'll have to pull them up if we want to watch it because there are some scenes in that I do want to watch. I got a frosty thrown on me. It's from Wendy's. Yeah, you have things a... thrown at you, David. Why a... do they throw things at you, David? <laughs> There's a lot of fast food references in this movie. Yeah, so there you go. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I hate this movie. Okay, well let's start there. I really did. I, I was so annoyed by this movie. Why? It's just such a whiny, bitchy movie. It's just like, oh, poor me. I can't be like my dad. And oh, my life is, what is life? I'm a fucking multimillionaire. It's like, shut up. Stop bitching. Stop moping. Stop being a little bitch. And his wife's a cunt. I'm sorry. He, he's done, he's a good dad. He's done everything to help his kids. He's actually a really good father, unlike I, that dildo. I don't know if I agree with that. He's trying his best. No, now he's starting to try. It feels yeah. like we're starting to watch him try. Before that, he was just like we saw him in one flashback about the tartar sauce. He was a dick. The, oh no, the tartar sauce where she says there's no tartar sauce. He says, "Who cares about the tartar sauce?" Yeah, he's right. Yeah, you kind of get an idea that he's always had this temper problem. Eh, so does she, though. She instigates it. Yeah, I'm not saying she's a saint. I'm just saying... She's guilty! <laughs> that bitch. That fucking that bitch. Fucking dildo. And then she cheats on him with a dildo. And we're talking have, about an actor. I have a list uh, of, of fast food places that are referenced in this. Um, Arby's. A lot. Coffee. And McDonald's at the end. Is there like nine times. Yep. Wendy's, he gets a frosty thrown on him. KFC, one person's eating and drinking that, and then he also gets a, a, a chicken from KFC thrown on him. No, he gets a chicken from Kenny Rogers Roasters. Oh, that was him. it. That's also yeah. on the list. Uh, Burger I thought, King. I thought that was an accident because he was going out sitting by a garbage can. I thought they were throwing it away. Yeah. Gold Coast Dogs. Yeah. Taco Bell. That, is that real? Gold, Gold Coast I Dogs? Know. I don't know. I've okay. never had it. Uh, Taco Bell, Kenny Rogers, Roasters, like we said, and then Dairy Queen. You see these cups. And, and there's a lot of this movie devoted to people throwing food at him. Oh, did you say uh, us, um, a big gulp? 7-Eleven? Is that 7-Eleven? Okay, I didn't... Yeah, oh, 7-Eleven. Yeah, big gulp 7-Eleven, yeah. Okay, didn't know. Yeah. I, I've only been in a 7-Eleven like 12 times in my life. And are, they not in Aris, well, the, are they not in yeah. the Midwest? Um, they are, but... You know, They're not as prevalent. Yeah, I have I have two on one street over here. I don't know how they stay in business. They don't sell gas. Well, you just got. It's basically you go there because you want to buy something that's cold, and if you eat food there, you're just asking to be killed. Oh yeah. And all the all the Seven Elevens that are in my neighborhood, the, the owner plays opera music over it, and it keeps the homeless people away. And it works because they do stay away. It's hilarious. Why? Are they allergic? Nobody to nobody loiters because the music is so oppressive. They don't stay. They move. They move away. It's <laughs> it's weird. It, it works. He's never had a problem. It's like when they played the, the sounds of uh, rabbits being killed and shit to the, to the Branch Davidians in Waco. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's their version of that. Like, fuck this. I'm this get is too far for me. I'm not doing this. Oh, God. I'm not going to get that Chipotle-flavored hot dog today. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that food um, is not good. So the weatherman is a story about Nick Cage as a weatherman, and he is the most weathery weatherman you've ever weathered. 
I remember. Will say, I get when you, when you say you don't like it and it's whiny. It it remind it, it makes me think like Zach Braff made a movie and make made a weird indie movie. It's very Zach Braffish, where it's like because the whole thing is a metaphor where he's trying to predict the weather, but he can't predict his life, so he's trying to control the weather. Like he controls, it's so fucking obvious. I have no problem with you complaining about that. There are scenes in this movie I do enjoy. It's like you said it before. It's too scripty. It, this is a movie that was sold on its script. Yeah. And it's just, it's not that good because it's pretty obvious where it's going. And then you have uh, the uh, Gil Bellows from Shawshank yeah. being a weirdo pedophile. I wanted more of that. And then Nick Cage beats the shit out of him. I wanted more pedophilia in my movie. Who I doesn't? Al- I always ask for more, and they're like, no. They just don't deliver it. Yeah, okay. So Nick Cage is the weatherman in Chicago. He makes three and a half hundred thousand dollars. Well, the These are jokes. Three hundred. What is? The pedophile thing. No, no, no. I really want it. Uh, oh. $350,000 a year. Um, and that's that's a good salary. But he's in Chicago, and he, he wants to get on uh, what's-his-name show in New York. Yeah, that was another thing that made me laugh. They don't call it what it is. Bryant Gumble, who's just as bad as Matt Lauer in the Me Too movement. <laughs> Maybe even worse. Because Gumble left because he it was all going to be exposed, and that's why he retired early. Allegedly. No, no, this is true. They got it's all true. That's why he doesn't say anything. Allegedly. Allegedly. Just like uh, what I heard about some other football star who impregnated a who impregnated a, a intern on the show and gave her a million dollars and said, "Get the fuck out of my life," and then they fired him from the show shortly thereafter. Allegedly, allegedly, I didn't say who it was. And now he hosts fifteen other shows. Allegedly, no, I don't think he hosts it. He's an asshole. No one likes him. He's a piece of shit. And if I told <laughs> you who he was, I said donors. No. Oh yeah, he's. I guess he's an asshole. No one likes that guy. There we go. <sighs> okay, looks like jizz all over his yep. shirt. <laughs> Bring an umbrella for all the jizz. He has a a family. He has an ex wife and two kids with her. A, a daughter Tom. who's twelve, and then a son. <clears throat> they don't even introduce for a long time, and he barely, he doesn't speak to until about three quarters of the way through the movie. And the conversation is through a car window. He's like, like a cracked car window. He's like, oh, okay. And he just walks away mid-sentence from his dad. Doesn't give a shit about his son. Um, okay. Uh, that's the basic setup is he's trying to fix his life. But he's a, he's a huge asshole. His wife is clearly fed up with him. And she's a huge asshole back to him. She's already moved on. And his kids are fuck ups. Like his daughter asks for money for a, a notebook. He gives her twenty bucks, and she buys some cigarettes. And she's like, "Strikes!" Like she talks in lingo. Like she's been smoking for a while now. The son is clearly in over his head and doesn't realize that his. I have a question. Uh, Tommy from Shawshank, uh, Gil Bellows, is yes. is trying to fuck him. I get that part, but why is they said something about him being in rehab? The the kid, Nicholas, Nicholas Holt. Yes. But then they make it sound like a program. <clears throat> he says so, Nick Cage <clears throat> is about being overblown. Is he really in rehab? Well, he says it's his counselor. He says it's one of the counselors. Yeah. So maybe it was like uh, he got caught with a substance. Because he said he got caught, but he didn't know if he did or not. Maybe he was going to, but he decided to go to the counselor rehab because it's just a probation, basically. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's confusing. I'm like, I didn't care enough to think about it. I just kept thinking, hey, that's Beast. 12 point game. Yeah. That's, that's Beast and uh, the guy from uh, Mad Max. Nicholas Holt, you could tell when he was coming out of his mom's vagina, looked like that. He just will always look like that. He, one of those guys that will look like that until he dies. And, and it's he not came, like he's fine looking, but he came out of Jennifer Lawrence's vagina the same way. He's very distinct looking. Yeah, and he, he's like kind of like a vampire-ish, but he's also handsome and very much not so. But he's so British. Weird. It's the British thing. 
It's the British thing. It's the British thing. It, it, he's got that Jonathan Reese Myers thing. The the uh, um, uh, Ray, Reezy Fawns, Daniel Craig. They all got that face that they could be a vampire, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah, because they're British. Fucking British. He doesn't look super British. No. He could play any an American pretty well. Yeah. Give him uh, kudos here. He you know, he he just was he did that Hugh Grant movie where he's like, Oh, what's up? Why are you about that? And then he's like, Yeah, hi dad. <laughs> Unlike Michael Caine. You know what's a better version of this movie? Life is a house. You ever see that? Yeah. I like it. I like I like Shattered Glass better. It's well, it's one of the. He's so bad in Life Is a House for the most from the beginning part, and then he gets better. But yeah, he's like wearing emo stuff, and he's yeah, it's just it's such so a dumb. bad cliche emo, and he's blowing dudes from for drugs. It's so dumb, but it's, it's the same similar idea where a man hits in that movie. He's dying. Kevin Klein's dying, but in this, he he hits a point where he's like, I don't know my fucking kids. I better take care of this. And it's just them trying to deal with the kids that are fuck ups at this point. And that that movie did it a lot better because they gave a shit. And, and Nick Nick Cage throughout his entire movie, I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit if he fixes his life or kills himself. I don't. Yeah, care. yeah he's it, kind of a, he's kind of just a, a dull void in this movie. He's just kind of just there. I do have some notes on Nick Cage in this because he does do some stuff. Like um, I wrote, his character is a mixture of the Family Man and Matchstick Men. <clears throat> yes. Where he's kind of really subdued like he is in the Family Man. Like he doesn't do anything in Family Man. And then in- Well, Family Man isn't that I have never seen Family Man. Brett but Ratner. that that's Brett Ratner, but that's basically he is in someone else's life. Like he lives a life he doesn't live. Like it's, it's like one of those like It's one of those Jimmy Stewart movies. Yeah, it's what if I never met my never married my wife type of thing. Yeah. Matchstick Man is a is a great movie. Message he, man, yeah, it's better. But he, he's very quirky in that, and he screams a lot, and that's why that's why I put this where he's super subdued in this movie. Then suddenly he'll talk to his his ex wife's new man, and he's like, "Shut the fuck up, you fucking dildo!" And he goes off. It's amazing. And he tries to shoot him with a bow and arrow later. Yeah, he's uh, thinking about murder. He's going to kill him with a bow and arrow. There is some funny lines in this movie, though. But I think that's the problem. This is one of them. For professional reasons. My first station manager suggested it. He said it sounded refreshing and that they wanted that quality. That may be true, but it's also annoying. I know that. What kind of name is Spritz? It's a bullshit name. It's a TV name. He's bullshit. I like him. He's handsome. He's an asshole. I don't like his face. His asshole face. <laughs> there are some funny lines in this, and they're done. <clears throat> it's very, like you said, scripty. Yeah. It's a scripty movie, and it's fine. It's whatever. But I think it was trying too hard. I, it just feels like it's too, it's trying to be too, like, I think it's trying to be too Coen Brothers without the Coen Brothers, and I think that always is a trap for writers and directors. You have to be supremely talented to do a Coen Brothers type thing. Same thing yeah. with Tarantino. Otherwise, it comes off real yes. bad. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. There, there. However, I I do like this movie. I don't love it. I like it. I also hate it. There are there's some shit in this. I I was like, oh god, I don't care. Why do you think it's so like again? It's quirky. It's it's, it's too quirky for its own good because yeah. he's basically walking around New York with a bow and arrow. And that does not happen because that's illegal. Not illegal. That's a weapon. You can carry a shotgun around. Not in New York. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think in this day and age, him walking around a bone, a white man with a bow and arrow ain't going to be happening in New York City. I mean, maybe in another two years because it's getting worse and worse over there, but maybe another six months, but not right now. So compound bows are legal in New York City. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about the arrows? Bows, bows are not arrows. Yeah, arrows are legal. You can carry an arrow around. I don't know, not with a bow. I bet you there's separate. I bet you there's a law. No. Have you seen people carry bow and arrows in New York? It's not the fucking revolution. Not the French Indian War. But nobody would do this. This is what makes it stupid. And also, 
it yeah, up. that's why it's stupid and scripty. That's yeah, why it's like, wouldn't it be fun? That's the poster. That's what we're going to sell the movie on. He's the got a bow and arrow. He's a weatherman. This is how much they force the bow and arrow into the movie. He says at one point, he's trying to connect to his daughter a year ago. He take, She chooses archery. He goes, he drives 90 minutes somewhere else, and they do archery lessons. He paid it all. She only went the once. Yep. He tries to do it later with her. She's not interested. He does it on his own. He finally realizes, oh, maybe if I improve myself, I'll figure shit out better. Yeah, that's one of those movies. Yeah. And he, the whole movie is getting shit thrown at him, like food, fast food. And he has a whole speech about fast food. And then at the very end, he gets a job in New York City with Brian Gumble, And he's walking around New York City with a bow and arrow. And he's going, people don't throw food at me anymore. Probably because they carry a bow and arrow. Probably because of cool bow and arrow. It's like, okay. it's, like uh, it's like I'm Katniss from the Hunger Games, which is seven years from now. Yeah, it's it's a, uh, it is very scripty. It is, I can see this being a very good script. And reading this, being like this is fun, and then you watch the movie and you're like, kind of pretentious, isn't it? I think it tricks you. If it was a script, you read it, you're like, this is good. I like where this is going, and then you, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it's it reminds me so much of Garden State. It's very yeah. similar to Garden State, where it's it's a sounds like a good script, and you watch it, and you're like, okay, you're fucking the retarded girl now. Is that what's going on? This is what I call the Apatow effect, where it's about rich people who are white and are always y- are yuppies, and they have their problems because they're worried about existential bullshit, which doesn't really matter, but they're loaded. So they don't really have any real stress. It's just the stress of my life. What does it mean? It's just like, dude, it don't mean a shit. Just enjoy it. Shut up. The stupid existential drama bullshit of, and they're causing their own problems. And yeah, the, the, a big part of the reason I like this movie is because I feel the same where he, the reason he's so bad is such a bad person is nobody ever told him how to do things. You could tell his dad was never like, talked about emotion to the point oh no yeah yeah. so and i was like okay i I could totally connect that you could tell because there's one scene later on where he's like his dad is dying uncle kenny's his dad is an american and he's dying he has that speech at the end to his son in the car listen to bob seeger and he's like like just it's fucking life sucks just do what you can and he has like this emotion and then he's like oh and he's he like realizes oh i can fix this because someone finally fucking talked to him like a person and then he dies. <clears throat> then he dies right away. Dies right away. This is what you think of me, David. Is his name David? I, I might be making that wrong. Maybe being wrong. It is. It is, is it David? Okay. But it didn't remind you of the scene of uh, Ian Holmes in Garden State? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same fucking script, I swear. Well, I'm tra- uh, this was the period of these movies that came out. Like, this is when these movies came out. Uh, Garden State was 2004. This is 2005. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm trying to think on top of my head, like the existential white man problem movie. Oh, the the Angelina Jolie movie where she she's a news reporter, and she's got like she's going to be an anchor woman, and she decides not to be an anchor woman. It's like that's another stupid one. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, it's the one where she was looked good, hot in a, in a gray wig. Or blonde. She went blonde. Um, I'll look at. Hold on. Um, Angelina Jolie. It's like a kind of like a Woody Allen type movie. It's a wannabe Woody Allen movie. Yeah. In two thousand five, that's kind of where these these all came from. Um. Yeah, it was a lot of the indie movies. I wrote down also. Um, it's like an indie version of um, where the fuck life or something like it. Uh, yeah, oh, but that was 2002, and then they had Jeff who lives at home. That movie that, that sucks. Was, that was way later. I hate that movie. <laughs> that movie's fucking sucks. Where's my note? Oh, uh, it, it's like I wrote down it's an indie version of Anger Management. Yes, where it's he clearly has some fucking anger issues and he doesn't deal with them at all. And then one day he's just like, I'll take a job in New York, and then my anger goes away. Yeah, <laughs> what, how. Well, no, not only do I take a job in New York, I take a job that pays me $5 million a year starting pay. No, it's $1.2 million. Yeah, but he'll get more than that as the, as the show goes on. 
it's what do we talk about with this movie? Well, are you talking about Michael Caine's accent? Yeah, Michael Caine's accent is you could tell he is tr- like I feel like he's stepping or like biting his own tongue during every line like you're American fucking talk American. He's trying so hard like talking through his teeth. Camel toe, David. <laughs> Camel toe. So that's the there's some stuff I like in this and it's sometimes you can tell when the the quirkiness is being forced. Yeah. It's where the the cloth goes up and you see too much of the vagina, David. You see too much. It looks like a camel's toe. We, okay, here. So, oh my God. Yes, here we go. Lawrence, okay. The weatherman writer wrote The Pursuit of Happiness with uh, um, William Smith. Will Smith. The Promotion. Oh, God. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I like that movie. Uh, Wonder. I don't know what that is. Uh, and a, a show called Perpetual Grace, which right there, that's a, yeah. but he's got like seven projects coming up. And they all have an emotion in the title? Good Christ. He's got an untitled John Belushi project. That's interesting. Oh, no. John, See, how's that, John, how's Belushi. John Belushi. Does he know? Does he know he's dead? <laughs> yes. Does he think he's working with Jim Belushi? Oh, no. <laughs> the promotion had Sean William Scott in it and John C. Riley. Never heard of it. Oh, I was thinking of the one with a. Isn't it like a De Niro one? Sounds like that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. What is happening? But this guy, shit, he's got a bunch of projects on the horizon. But this goes to show you that it, it, I guess, you know what? I guess they like Hollywood likes those scrippy scripts. Those guys always work, and they make 55 movies. They just like those scrippity scripts where I'll have a voiceover, where I'm being ironic. His hair, his wig in this movie is amazing. <clears throat> Dildo! It could be his real hair. It's just... Yeah, it is really. <laughs> they force it over his forehead. Cause Hold it's, on! <laughs> it's, it's the same time when uh, the first, uh, what's it called, came out, and he has the same hair. It's, it's oh. a Ghost Rider hair. Ghost Rider, yeah. So here we go. Here's this scene, which I also enjoy. <laughs> yelling at his his ex-wife's new man. Russ, Russ. step back right now. Oh, fuck you right now. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard because it was so awkwardly. Re- fuck you right now. <laughs> what? Oh. Fuck you, Spritz. Fuck you, fat asshole. Dildo. David, what are you doing? I'm American. Like, David, I think he, David. It's it. I just figured out what it is. It's him doing. I'm from Chicago. I'll learn all my lines from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I'm talking to my wife. I'm talking to Noreen and this clown whose business this isn't. You call me a dildo. It is my business, Spritz. You are a dildo, pork fuck, porker. Pork fuck, porker. Pork fuck, porker. Yeah, Clearly improvised. No, I don't. I think that was scripted. That's 100 scripted. <clears throat> That is so scripted. That, that is, is such so a, lame. That is that is a total scripted line. Absolutely. That's actually worse if it was scripted. It is script one hundred percent scripted. I guarantee you, that's a scripted line because it's too it's too on the nose. Pork- Porky, pork- porker, fuck, Porky. Like it's just like that's what I. Yeah, porker, I feel fuck, like- porker, Porky, <laughs> fu- whatever the fuck he said. Porker, fuck, Porky. I'm trying to talk to my wife. My hair, my Ghost Rider hair is getting in the wind. Trying to camel, I did like the part though with his daughter where she says camel told me strength. And it's like, yeah. okay, you're right, honey, it does. I've heard that. Oh, it's my favorite scene in the entire movie. Here it is. Oh. <laughs> hey, take your shirt off. <laughs> when you pop that shirt off, take some pictures. Look take at your games. Hey, yeah. Ha. Uh, Gil Bellows, mm-hmm. who's a good actor in his own right. I wish he was yeah. in more stuff, but he's in uh I saw a scary movies to tell in the dark or whatever, and I'm like, oh, why are you in this? No. Well, that's right. Yeah, he's the sheriff. It was so but he's always a sheriff now. He gets killed because he's kind of a bigot. He plays a sheriff in every fucking third movie, I swear. Yeah, he's a Mexican kid coming into town. Yeah. 
He's going to go to Vietnam. Yeah. It's the story of my grandfather. Yes, <laughs> my grandfather on my mother's side is Mexican. And he went to Vietnam. And he was a drinker and a fiend. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he put the blade in my mouth. Why so serious, weatherman? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh God! And that was three years later. Michael Kane, Michael Kane connection. It makes sense. <laughs> I had the full throw. circle, where he he blubbers a lot in Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I'm sorry, I failed you. Every time I turn it on, it's on that scene. <laughs> Not that scene, but the one where he he's leaving. He's like, yeah, yeah, I won't do it. I won't be a part of it. I'll go. I'll go. Do it. <laughs> and that, the next scene makes me laugh because the doorbell's ringing. Goes, Alfred, <laughs> Alfred, can you open the door, please? Entering your own doors now. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hard. I gotta watch that one again. I haven't watched that in a long time. Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? I watch it all the time. It's, it's a good one. Time. It's a good movie. I just, I haven't. It's just, I think the one thing, just the ending is a little bit much, and I wish. Talia Ghul had a better death scene, but it's not a bad movie. People kind of hate on it. I don't understand the hate. Really? Oh, people hate on it. Huh. Yeah, they don't like it because they don't like the fact that Bane wasn't the mastermind. It was He's all Talia Ghul. Mastermind. Well, I mean that's that's. Bane's that's always thing. been just a, just a chaos machine. Like he, I'm here. He's a tool. I'm the tool of destruction. <laughs> I love Bane. He's yeah. Good. I don't give a shit if he's not the main henchman. Who gives a shit? Why do you care? I worked on that movie. It's a fun movie. I was on the set for that movie, and we got yelled at by Christopher Nolan. Oh, nice. We, we were out. We were uh, All the extras were down below. They used us for like three nights, and they never used us because it was the whole cop chasing scene when he's on the freeway the, when he comes back in the movie oh, yeah. after, after the Wall Street scene. And... How funny is that? They shot it in New York, Wall Street, and then they shot it in Philadelphia, and then they shot in L.A., the other parts of it. And it all blends together. It's so weird. You mean Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah. And then uh, we were out watching the bat. I mean, it was fucking the bat pod running around being chased by 500 police cars. That was awesome. It was like, I want to watch this outside. And then they said, get those fucking extras out of the goddamn shot. They're out the street. Get back in a fucking old age. They said, get, get, out, get out of here. Oh, okay. Sorry, Chris. Well, him, like you, him, you'd be like, oh, he's yelling at me. He's British. It's so adorable. His and I shared the, like, I'm sorry, dude. I shared the pisser with him, too. <laughs> I was going to the bathroom, and it was me and him. We were alone together in the bathroom. I wish I would have said something. I didn't. I didn't want to. I'm not going to be that guy. So the, the stalls, there's literally 12 stalls. He was on this side, and I was on the other side, and I made all the room for him. Because <laughs> I was like, oh. Were you I, went that like, I guess this memory will have to be my only moment. Pretty much. I just was like, this. I was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> and then I saw him walk out, and he was talking to Catherine, or uh, what's her name? Uh, Catwoman and Juno Temple. Oh, God. Juno and, Temple is so bad in that movie. She was actually in it way more. They cut her shit out completely. Good. She's terrible she, in it. She's, she was, She's a good actress. She's not yeah. good in that. No. I watch She's, other stuff. I feel like she gets cut out of all the movies she's in because they like cut her scenes down. So something must happen with her. I, yeah, she, she's like, it, it, the storm's coming. It's what you wanted, remember? It's I'm what like, you wanted, oh. remember? Maybe it's not her fault. It's the dialogue because I watched other stuff and I was like, oh, she's really good. Like, oh, I've seen her in other things. I'm like, oh, so yeah, it's probably just a dialogue because uh, she has no character. Like, who the fuck is she? She's just like yeah. a lesbian living. Yeah, that's, well, that's what it is, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This Catwoman's bisexual. Oh, the weatherman. Um, oh! This is Nick Cage cast. We're not doing a podcast. We're doing a video show. Nick, Nick Cage go cast. get the tartar sauce. Don't fucking forget it, you fuck. It's not about the tartar sauce! I don't give a shit about tartar sauce. What are you doing? And then Nick Holt goes and watches Clear and Present Danger. Remember when he throws his snowball at his wife? That was funny. <laughs> you, you leaned into it. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? They do a thing where everyone who recognizes him in public, either he's a dick to him, or they just go, hey, weatherman, and throw fast food at him. So at the DMV, the guy's like, can I get your autograph? And he's like, oh, I'm not that guy. 
He's like, you look just he's like, no, I, I, I know who you're talking about. It's Dave, actually. Spritzer. No, I'm not him. The guy reads his forms and is like, I saw your fucking forms, dude. Like, come on, don't be a dick. He's like, get the fuck away. Like, he just flips out on him. Well, here's the thing. Was that a black guy or a white guy? White guy. Okay, because the next, the, the only time I ever, because I fast forward the movie, the only time I saw him get mad at somebody was a black guy. Yeah, the black guy is the next person he yells yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, because the black guy was back to be nice to him. He wasn't really saying yeah. anything, and he blows up in his face. I'm just like, uh-oh, fucking racial tension. I thought that was going to be, because I, I saw this movie when it came out, um, 2005, so long time. Yeah. I, I rented it at a video store. It was not long ago. And it's weird that I have a vivid memory of renting that movie, like being in the store and seeing it and going, what the fuck is that? And renting it and then watching it going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I still don't know what the fuck it is. Um, but yeah, he, I thought it was going to be, he gets, he gets a call to, for the interview in New York. He goes there with his dad and his, and his daughter interview goes. Okay. Like not great. Goes well enough. Um, goes home. Immediately gets asked by that guy, the black dude, for his autograph. Flips out on him, and someone else throws something at him, and he chases him down and th- like does something to their car. I forget what, but I thought that was going to be like recorded and, and shown. Right, why he doesn't get the job in New York, but no, right, no, everything works out for him. He's fine. Yes, if you're white, just be calm, patient. Shit'll work out. That's all that matters. That's really. I would have been more appreciative <clears throat> of this movie to said, "You're white, son. Just wait." Yeah. Life will be awesome. Just wait a minute. I would appreciate that more because I'd be like, oh, he's being fucking honest. Let me tell you something here, Brownie. <laughs> he's just he's a bigot. <clears throat> My name's Spritz. It's Jewish. Do you get it? Spritzer. Because I, I guess his dad won the Pulitzer when he was 32. And he yeah, and he never wrote again after 38 or something. Yeah. So he lived off his laurels for a long time. And he, he takes his, uh, Nick Cage takes his wife to counseling because want, he wants to get along with her better for the kids. And then she writes a note and then he writes a note to her and they're all secret. You're not supposed to see it. And he immediately sneaks into the bathroom and reads it. And it's like his sci-fi novel is fucking terrible. I hated it. He spent four years on it and he flips out on her. And then his was... Blow jobs. Her, her blow jobs lack enthusiasm. Lack enthusiasm, yeah. And that My blow jobs lack enthusiasm. I just picture the screenwriter writing that going, all right, this is a good scene. Yeah, it, it's one of those scenes. Yeah. I'm so Woody Allen-esque. And now you say that, you get arrested. Because <laughs> everybody's turning their back on Woody now. Well, speaking, yeah, yeah because, you know, certain things... Because of the whole suit. Oh, sorry. That, that <laughs> popped up randomly. I don't know why that popped up. That was weird. Was that Gil Bellows? <laughs> Come on, you old timers. I don't deal with losers, Tommy. Here's or, the problem uh, with Michael Caine. Tell me what movie this is from. If you didn't know this is from Weatherman, I just, The Prestige, I don't know, fucking 55 movies. Um, 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 uh, 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 Tenet, Inception. Tenet, Inception, Inception, fucking... Dark, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, yeah, uh, Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> no, he's got, he's got he's got longer hair in that movie. Now, Jaws the Revenge, he's always in Bahama shirts. Yeah, I was just gonna say that too. <laughs> that, and that's what his greatest response was like, Jaws 4 was such a bad movie, yeah, but my house, the view from my house was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. The, the house that it bought is amazing. All he had to do is show up on a, pl- a biplane. That's all he yeah. had to do in that movie. And then he goes, oh, bloody hell! <laughs> when the shark comes up and attacks him. Oh, God, that, now that movie, we got to watch that for B movie battle. That's a bad, bad movie. The Jaws series. We should well, do those. Yeah, we'll Not the first that. one. The fourth one where the the it's literally the Jaws, the shark, tracking down this family. Yes. Because he knows where they're at. Yeah. And he's killed the family off screen. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it, 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 like, cause, cause Roy Scheider was like, fuck you. And he hung up the phone when they asked him, Hey, do you want to be in Jaws 4? Fuck you. Hungs the phone. Uh, they, they try to call Keith Gordon, but he goes, but they lost his number cause they didn't want him in the movie <laughs> because he dies. That character, unless that's the character in the movie. I can't remember. Cause there's two brothers Roy Shire, they got killed off screen by Jaws. Yeah. 
Camel toe, David. Yes. Two. This is it. Well, what? Shelly dresses in clothing not appropriate for her. Clement. Appropriate for her. All kids wear. Dad, it's a different generation. They call her Camel toe. <laughs> Michael Caine lived long enough for for us to do this to him. They call her Camel toe. What? Are you aware of that? What? That her colleagues call her camel toe. Her colleagues call her camel toe. He describes that a camel toe is here. And yes. This is great. Play this at his funeral, his living funeral. Play this. What are you talking about? It needs the crease in her vagina that they can discern from her clothing. Okay, that's all I'm going to play. That they could discern uh, from her clothing. The crease in her vagina means that they can discern from <laughs> the clothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a play this way. Uh, <clears throat> David. Yeah. He looks so bad in Tenet, though. When he shows yeah. up in Tenet, he looked real bad. He looked like Christopher Lee in his last movie, which was Dark Shadows, because he just sits the whole time. He's just sitting at the, at the table, and so is Michael Caine. So it's just like, Michael Caine can't walk. Like, he's, like, old. He's had it. And I think they couldn't... I don't think Michael Caine can travel. He's so old. So they had to go to basically Michael Caine. They had to go to his house and shoot in his dining room, basically, and make it look like a restaurant. Because he can't move. He can't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He looks bad. He looks old. It's catching up. He's not going to be long for this earth. How old is he now? He's up there. I'm curious. He's got to be 80. He's 80 plus. 87? Got to be. Got to be. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Let's find out. He was born in 33. Yeah. So that's nine, almost 90. He'll be 90 in two years. 88. 70. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there. And God bless him. Hope he lives no. forever. But the man is delightful. He's not, but yeah. <laughs> He's been with the same woman for fucking 50 years, too. Good yeah. man. He likes that. Uh, he liked that uh, that uh, exotic because she's an exotic looking woman who still looks good. She's got to be 80, 78 or 90, at least 10 years younger than him. So she's got to be 78, 79, 80. She still looks good for her age. Good for him. She's a Julie. Julie Newmar. You're like, damn. Yeah, Julie Newmar. Yeah. I was 80. I hit it. Yeah, if I could. Betty White. Why not? Ty, stick to it and hit it. Yeah. Just like, just like Velma or Winona. Winona. Okay. So he, where the fuck else? Oh, okay. So we didn't talk about the dad cancer stuff. It's, I have lymphoma, David. Yeah. He, he's got lymphoma. He takes him, the introduction scene to him, he takes him into the doctor. And then he tells him after that he's a lymphoma. He just walks into his apartment, like standing outside the door. I have lymphoma. Talk to you later. Yeah. Walks away. <laughs> I was going to tell you tomorrow. Goodbye. But I didn't. I can drive you. I like to walk. I mean, I like to walk. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a clear setup that he's going to die and have to pass some sort of last minute wisdom to his son. It's yeah, so again, it's scripty, scripty. It's a script, script. It's a scripty script. That's it's what it a is. Scripty script that scripted all over your script movie. It, yeah. And and uh, this is where I get to my weird crossroads, where somehow there's enough in this movie that I like, and parts of it are so fucking obnoxious to me. It made it's only an hour and thirty eight minutes. It felt like three and a half hours. Yeah. The first fifty minutes, forty five to fifty minutes is a fucking eternity the rest of it goes a lot quicker but that first setup i'm like god fuck christ come on and that's where all the witty dialogue is in the beginning and it still wasn't enough to speed it along yeah oh here's him staring at that girl's ass when he's trying to get tartar sauce (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love to eat pussy yeah some guys don't maybe it's just black guys (laughs) what was this dialogue I love you, pussy. God, it's just like, uh, thank you, Nick Cage. Thank you, scripty script. Yeah. 
Oh man, I'm, I got problems. I'm I'm rich. <laughs> How does he afford that house? That house in Chicago that he gives to his wife if he only makes like half a uh, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year at the he local. Makes, he makes three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, but still, that house is like a five million dollar home. That house is ridiculous. I think he lives in Naperville. I'm guessing based on the neighborhood look look of it, and. Uh, the Naperville uh, school band plays in the parade at the end. <laughs> there you go. That's another thing. But Naperville is a really nice neighborhood. It's not five million dollars though. It's it's sure. I mean, it's, it could be two million. If if you buy a two million dollar house, you don't own it. You pay three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can definitely pay make payments on that. Sure, but you also have two different cars. He has his own apartment in Chicago. That's a lot of money. So that all goes. To, I mean, and, and you know. He's taking uh, archery lessons. That's three hundred fifty dollars total, R- right there. Boom, he's done. <laughs> it's just like uh, uh, the sh- the shield when they talk about I got no money to spend. I have you know no money because they stole all this money from the Armenian money train, and basically they spent their money. Oh, the shield's great. That's a good show to watch. You've been telling me to watch that for twenty years. Now it's a good show. Well, like Matt, Matt got to do it. Yeah. Matt wouldn't shut up about it, so I had to fucking watch it shut up and put it on. I don't want to hear it. Just shut up and put it on. You do what I do. He literally came to my house here in Arizona and made us watch the first episode of um, that fucking Showtime show. Oh, uh, not Banshee. Banshee. That's we Cinemax. Watch it, yeah. and we watched it, whatever it is. And we watched yeah. it, and I was like, half it's a of fun that, show. It's, it was fun, but also I'm like, this is bad. Like, some of it's bad. Well, see, yeah, it was an action show. It was like, yeah. And he's like, like, all right, so you're going to watch the rest of it. I'm going to go to sleep. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. And I never watch another episode again. Yeah, it, it happens. I haven't, I've only watched the first uh, season, I think, most of them. Same I thing think. you do with, uh, uh, what's it called? The Jason Bateman show. Arrested Development. Right, yeah. Non-stop talking about that. I watched the first episode and never watched another one. I'm like, that's good. It took me a while. I watched them. They were funny. They're, they're oh, good. There it is. I like everybody. The, the new the ones, yeah, the new ones, not so much, but the old yeah. ones are pretty good. I, it's one of those things that, for some reason, I just don't know why I haven't watched it. I know I'm going to like it. Same thing with They Live. Remember? I finally watched them. Like, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I knew I would. I know well, I like it. And I don't know. This- what's funny about Arrested Development was like they set up everything and it pays off in such a fucking funny way. Like it's just it's just it's really it's kind of funny. And then Charlize Theron plays him. You end up finding out that she's mentally retarded. Oh nice. It's thanks fucking ruining that. Oh, that's the best joke of the show, too. <laughs> oh, thanks. Great. You'll forget you'll never watch it. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're never gonna watch this shit. I've had twenty years. Yeah, you've had Almost. twenty years. The joke's over. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna do it. TV will never be the same again. Yeah. Um, oh, weatherman. Okay. Um, let's go to this background. The living funerals part kind of bothered me because I'm like, oh shit. Cause I wrote a book I'm writing a book for 20 years now, 20 over. And I was like, I have it. The opening scene is a living funeral. Is it called the living oh, funeral? No. I was is like, it ah, called, the, is it called the living funeral of Michael Caine who dies of lymphoma? Yes. Strangely enough. But I wonder if I subconsciously got it from this. But I also I wrote the, I wrote the. I remember I did my film school thing about it, that that story. I still never finished that book and was like, eh, I'll get to it. But the opening scene is very similar to the Living Funeral. I'm like, oh no, did I get it from this? Because I added that scene later. Oh god, <laughs> like maybe because no. I don't remember that. I heard it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so caught off guard. That's a concept I haven't heard of in a while. Though a Living Funeral. Yeah. I don't think they do those anymore. Did they ever actually? Really I don't do know. Them? Yeah. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was funny. That's why I wrote it in the book. <laughs> well, I felt like that's such a face. selfish thing. I feel like that's the thing. I think that with this movie, it's a selfish movie. Yeah. And I think it, that's what pisses me off because we were talking about the other day about how like, now every character is self. Like the stand. Every It was a selfish characters. They're all selfish. And it's just like that's the modern day thing now is you have to think about your it's all selfish a living funeral so I can see everybody talk about me and tell me to my yeah. face what you think it's just like fuck you you're dead move on you you don't do that shit you enjoy yourself when you're alive you say your shit up front and you're honest and you move on off. you can't have that hang up shit because then you're, you're never it's never gonna let you yeah 
Get your shit and get the fuck out of here. Well, it's no different than throwing a party. Like, I want to see all my friends, but having them make speeches to you is the weird part. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, if that, they want to do that, that's fine, but don't. Well, no, not even like even another wedding. It's like I would never get married and have people come over for the wedding. I don't want a wedding. I don't believe in them. It's just like you have to force people to come to a place, spend money, get a hotel, rent a suit, you know, be part of this shit, and then you, get, you give them a dinner, which is probably subpar at best usually. And you expect them to give you a gift. It's just like, what the? I had to go to fucking Disneyland for a wedding. This poor actress, I found a very unfortunate still of her when I was scrolling through. Oh, uh, camel toe, my David. She's got a camel toe. There we go. Here's the you, speech. His whole speech at his dad's living funeral. He gets out. My dad makes me think of Bob Seger's uh, Like a Rock. Boom. That's all he says in the power yeah. of out. And then Michael Caine comes over the last time we see him, and he's like plays that song, and he's like, "Why? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand this, David. Why does this? And, why does this song remind me of you? You David remind me of this. Shit. Yeah, I don't know what he says, but it's the movie Garden State done again. I would say with, yes, with with a middle aged man as opposed to a twenty yeah. something, a thirty five year old pretending to be twenty four, and it's. Both movies, I, I understand why you don't like it, and I think they're pretentious as hell, but I still like them. I haven't seen Garden State in a long time, so I think if I were to rewatch that, I probably will hate it. Yeah, it's been a while. But I think I've grown up, and I think the only, the that's only part what I hate it. about that movie is the sometimes when you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he says. Is that the Weatherman? No, Garden State. Oh, Garden State. <laughs> oh, God. In that movie, the abyss is the the unknown, the life, you know. I still like that part though in Garden State where he says, Desert Storm trading cards. <laughs> Those are gonna be worth big money someday. And every time I go to the thrift store, I see boxes of them everywhere. I can buy I can literally buy boxes for five dollars a piece. Those really exist. Oh, there oh yeah. You want one? I'll send you one. I'll put one in the next box. Oh, please do the next next dick uh, box. I'll I'll find oh, they're fucking I can get you a case of them. There's, they're everywhere down here. Oh man! And they're not worth a fucking dime. They're just, they're just stupid. Trade at the end. Trading card of a fucking war. <laughs> How embarrassing! He takes it when you go into a, a, a comic shop. You realize how many things have trading cards, like Beetlejuice well, trade. You're like, how the fuck? Why? And the worst part of it, they're starting to grade trading cards now. So trading card market has shot up exponentially. Like you, I look online. If you have a card, a vintage card that's graded of a certain movie, they had a Return of the Jedi Princess Leia card graded a nine on the eBay auction. It was at sixty dollars for one card. That isn't having, even a baseball card. I remember having Terminator Two cards. I have those. I have them in packs. I bought them the other day. I had the 3D cards from uh they came from uh, when they re-released uh, Star Star Wars. Remember those 3D ones that came in Doritos? <laughs> yeah. Those. Oh yeah, I got those somewhere. Yeah. I wish I had the whole set. And of course, uh, you know, I had the what's it called? The what's the why the fuck am I blanking on everything tonight? The gross like gruesome Gary like those things. What the fuck are those? Oh, the, the cabbage patch or garbage or garbage, pill, garbage pill kids? Yeah. Those are big money too. If you got the first, the first and second edition cards of those uh, that run, like the '80s card, they're fucking money. They're worth some. It's ridiculous with the prices for them. But it's just '80s shit comes back big time. Yeah. I talked to an old lady today, who I was at. I was at one of those thrift stores. And we're talking about comics. I said, yeah, people resell, buy, buy them and resell them here and there. And she goes, oh, my son has a bunch of comics at my house. He lives in Virginia. I was like, oh, well, which, uh, what, what part, how, how old do you think they are? Because if they're 90s, they're no good. He goes, oh, no, no. He was born in 62. So I was like, really? So does he have comics from like the six, late 60s and 70s into the 80s? Like, that would be fucking great. So I hope she calls me back. I hope she calls me. I'll buy them all. She's like, you got to prove you love me first. Like, yeah, you love me. 
You, We're referencing you, the last show we did. You think was, I look like the Mona Lisa? LAW Anthology Series Review on Tales from the Crypt. Death of some salesman. Sure, if I can get the combo collection for a good price, why not? Ain't nothing wrong with a 74-year-old. Yeah. I'm starting to get the text about the sons. Uh-oh. It's starting to happen. Is it good or bad? Good. Or are they fucking with you? No, no, I'm watching the game too. So, oh, okay. I know they're not fucking with me. So this, yeah, this is they win this, it's over. They win. They go to the, the they go to the championship. Yeah, yeah. And both of the other teams are injured as shit. So hopefully, you know, who's the other team though? Either Milwaukee Bucks or Atlanta Hawks. Oh god, this is gonna be the no one's gonna watch this final. <laughs> Holy shit! Talk about lameo <laughs> NBA Finals this year. The, the Milwaukee Bucks have a, one of the biggest players in the league, though. But he's also injured. He just tore apart his fucking knee, so he's done. Is he as big as Shaq? Was he as big as Shaq? I'm six. I'm seven foot ten. I'm a big man. So, out of ten, what do you give this movie? Uh, five. Okay. I Part of me wants to give it a seven. I am going to give it a six, though. It's... It, some of it I really, really enjoy, like some of the lines, but I also realize those are just funny script notes. Have him say this. It's funny to see Nick Cage swear. They call a guy a dildo. Porker, fuck pork, whatever the hell he says. Like, that's funny, but the movie itself, everything's so fucking obvious. And it's, I hate this, I hate the shit toward the end where it's like, you know, weather is unpredictable. And the whole time he's trying to yell at his, his colleague at work, like, I need to know how it's going to go. And he's clearly talking about life. Clearly talking about how life goes. And it's so fucking obvious. Yeah, that, but that's what I hate is when like these people have these crises, these crises and it's like, look around it. You're fine. Yeah. You're not starving. You, you have money coming in. Your kids are actually not that bad. And your wife is just a bitch. What but she's happened? an ex-wife. She's an ex-wife. You're gonna deal with her anymore. Yeah, but you should be fucking happy. Off. Yes. What happens in this movie that is really bad for him? Nothing. Nothing. It's just his oh, poor me. What life oh, doesn't okay. mean anything. His dad gets cancer and dies. That definitely yes. But that happens to everybody. Everybody's That's parents part. die. Yeah. But but you can't say it's nothing. It's it's something. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's an asshole. That's why you're in this situation. Stop being an asshole in this situation. Yeah. You're Matt Lauer. Get over it. If he stopped yelling at his kids and wife and her her new guy, fine. Everything will be fine. Just shut the fuck up. And not point an arrow at him? Yeah. And almost try to kill him? Because after the living funeral power goes out, he goes outside with an arrow and he shoots a couple into the tree and he points it at the new guy right here. And he just... Holds it on him, and he's just like, I love the fact he's like, <laughs> Wait a minute, are you gonna shoot me? Yeah, <laughs> the wife is like, Check the money, he's like, Point a fucking arrow at me. Who, another good, good character actor, he's in, yeah. a, he's in everything. That guy is he, in, is he in the Sopranos? Yes, he's gotta be. He, he is in the Sopranos, he has to be. He looks like he was in the Sopranos, yeah, he's in the first season. He's Jackie April, he yeah. dies of cancer in the first season. Oh, nice, yeah, he's in the whole season. Fun. He, he he's uh, there's a scene where he's in the he's getting chemo and he looks up and the nurse is just jerking him off. He goes, "Oh hey!" and her tops open and Tony Speck goes, "I got you." <laughs> oh no, you got funny. me, you bastard! <laughs> you fuck! But the Sopranos prequel looks pretty solid. I'm excited. It's weird to do it now. Like, well, it's all he's got. It, David Chase. He tried to do another movie. He did another movie about like musicians, and nobody gave a shit. It's so I think weird. He, it's so randomly. I think this is his four hundred one k. This is like his last like check. How long has it been off the air? Since two god fifteen years. Uh, they just had the twentieth anniversary two years ago or three years ago because it came out in ninety nine. I remember I was in high school when it came out, and we watched it, watched it every Sunday. It was awesome. It ended in 2007. 
14 years ago. So yeah, pretty close. Yeah. So weird, right? But they had two years later. Sons of Anarchy has a prequel or like a different show. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy. I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's usually how you do it. Like Breaking Bad turned into Better Call Saul, like two years later. Yeah. Yeah. 15. That's weird. And do a prequel. That's even weird. In a movie. It's a movie. It's not a TV show. No, it's a movie. Yeah, it's it's a theatrical release. That's why he's in it. I was trying to figure out why John Bernthal would, would even sign up for that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a movie. Yeah, okay, it's straight up. Yeah, it's one. It's just about Tony Soprano being a teenager, and something happens, and all the characters are in it. So you see them all young. So it's good. It looks good. It looks Isn't pretty it good. Be like the Irishman, where they're all young CG face. No, it's all different. It's all different actors. Yeah, no, okay, this is. There's no old people in this movie. Good. Pretending to be to young. Watch, you don't have to watch a 25 year old. Uh, Robert De Niro like, trying to bend, pick something up. When he curb stomps that shop owner, and yeah. it's obviously a 70-year-old, 78-year-old yeah. De Niro kicking something. It's so bad. It's just yeah. like, get a stunt man and put De Niro. Like, you're going to spend all that money with that shit. Do that. It looks better. Or Because it's obviously old. Do the cursor no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does it when he stomps. Like, move the camera so I'm not watching it. Oh, yeah. Well, and then just don't don't show me their hands when there's liver spots all over them. Like, uh, you're killing the illusion, Marty. I want to see some computer goo all over his hands and get rid of. Yeah, it was because when they're when they're working on the car in the beginning, and De Niro's like 35 years younger in the yeah. face and pissy, it doesn't matter because their hands look like 80 year old hands. Well, that's an important scene because that's where he meets Joe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it completely throws me out of the scene. I'm just like, oh god. They spent $150 million on this movie. They couldn't do that. They couldn't fix their hands. It's so weird because the faces look fine. Like after. Kind of. Yeah. You just don't think about it. I ignored it. I didn't think about it. But the hand. Yeah. The hands and the old movements. I'm like. It's obvious they're old because they walk slowly. They walk like they have crystal balls. Every time. How many scenes do they have in Florida where they're sitting in that diner? Yeah. I'm like, they are just sitting. All the time in this movie, they're finding any excuse to go sit down. I'm like, they're supposed to be 40 something. Why are you wearing shorts to a meeting? (laughs) You come here wearing shorts to me, it's disrespectful. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm I'm on vacation. No, fuck you. You're in shorts. I can't look at you. Yeah. It's it's a good movie, but it's just, yeah. It's a really good movie. I need to watch it again. I got to watch that. Um, That's that movie. Let's talk about Oh, sorry, Weatherman. Yeah, I give it a six. Yeah, I five, can't get yeah. anything more. It, it what's I have on IMDb? I'm curious. I didn't, I didn't a five know. something. I think it's five. five. It's six six five. Five. Oh, okay. It's a. The problem is if you're a general audience member who doesn't know anything about movies, it doesn't care about you know, the predictability of scripts, and it's, it's clearly scripted. Like everything's scripted in this, obviously. But I mean, it's scripted. When we say scripted, it means it's by the fucking numbers scripted, and it's like a script writer going, "This is fucking like oh." Indulging in his own ego on on the page, That's yeah. What I mean by that, and the, the regular audience member is not going to care about that. No. So it has a six point five with seventy eight thousand reviews, and that's a fine score. It's not a bad movie. No, right? it's not. I just, I just the, the subject material bugs me when when yeah. you got people with no problems complaining about the problems. I just say hate that. Yeah, Je, it's Jed Apatow syndrome because Apatow, all his movies are like that. And it's just like fuck you. That's your problems. Oh, I have to sell my Mercedes, maybe because I just can't afford the payments. But I can. <laughs> but it's like well, fuck when you. his choice. Okay, here's the stakes of this fucking movie. I want to go make a 1.2 million dollars per year and live in New York City and be on national yeah. television. But I guess I'll have to stay here and make 350 thousand dollars in, in the third largest market in the country. Yeah, yeah. Go, fuck. No. How bad is life? As a weatherman. And you're like, like you he don't work. Says, he even says in the beginning, he doesn't hide. He's like, I don't do anything. I don't even have a meteorology degree. I know yeah. nothing. Je- like what, what uh, Lewis Black said, best job in the world. Weatherman in San Diego. What's the, what's the temperature going to be? What, what's the weather going to be like? There? Nice. <laughs> like, that's it. That's your job. You get six figures a year. Do they even need a weatherman in San Diego? They could just cut no. to a pre-shot of 77, 77, 77, yeah, yeah. 77. It's like that shot from uh, um, uh, Defend Your Life, where it was the Weather Channel. 
77, 77, 77 all day long. I pictured uh, when the Chargers moved to LA, I was hoping they'd stay in San Diego and rename themselves the San Diego 77s. <laughs> I was hoping they would do that. Nope. Like, guys, you live in paradise right now. Like it's fucking San Diego. It's now you it, you move your you you play in the 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 Coliseum, which is so gross. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna go be the second team. In LA. And nobody gives a shit about the Chargers in L.A. No, they don't. They go to don't. San Diego. You guys are fucking rock stars here. You're the only major team here. Oh, except you know the fucking Padres, which nobody cares about. Well, they were like it was like um, Oakland. They just didn't care. The, the cities wouldn't give them any money to repair anything. They 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 just were terrible to their sports teams, and like fuck, Oakland's the worst. They, thank God they're going to Vegas. I went it's so, so awesome. Uh, yeah, you're a Raiders fan some some fucking reason. Like yeah, <laughs> Raider Nation, Raider Nation, the black hole, Chucky. I, I was in Oakland a few years ago, probably five six years ago, and I'm like, this is a fucking shithole. And and the fucking the the Warriors left too. They're in San Francisco now. Yeah. So they have no teams except for the no. fucking A's. That and no the A's are going to leave to. too. The A's are going to go to. They might go to Vegas too. The like A's they, want their yeah. own stadium. They can't even fill the no. bottom half, bottom section of that stadium. And it's right off of Bart. Like you take Bart to the stadium, it takes you right there. That's how we used to do it. And it's a fucking it's a fucking disaster zone. It's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was just, embarrassing watching the the Raiders games when they have clearly a baseball field dirt going through yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, it's horrible. And that was the last field in the fucking league to have that. Yeah. Nobody else, and that fucks up an athlete. That dirt, oh, yeah. it fucks you up. It'll fuck up your legs. It's not good. It, they wouldn't change it. Just a disgusting. Now, Oakland's the worst city in America. One of the worst in America. It's like when the Rams would have to switch switch the field after something else was there. Yeah. And they would have like the other logo clearly visible through the Rams yeah. logo in the center field. It's like, oh man. Oh, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, we oh, are doing man. anything to talk about anything but the weather, man. It was enough. We're, we, we're, we, done. we're done. We're good. We're done. We're That's good, it. right? We're over. It's Shells over. In the dildo. What what's that? What's our next movie we're watching on the list here? Okay, so um, thank you for asking. Maybe Adam will join us next time. The next episode we're doing is we're going back 20 years. No, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. That's how time works. We're going back 10 years to 95 for leaving Las Vegas. You mean 25 years? No, from this movie. Sorry. Oh, for the, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 2005, yeah. We're here in 2005. Now we're yes. going back 10 years for leaving Las Oh, fantastic. Vegas. Oh my god, it's gonna be even more depressing. <laughs> yes. It's uh that's a ah! rough one. That's gonna they're be winning. tough. That's they're gonna be winning. how are we gonna oh they're winning? They did it? It's, it's over. over. 130 to 103. Oh wow, they kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. Wow, that's bad. We're going to the finals. Wow, how amazing. No one's gonna the only the only uh, Nielsen ratings is Arizona and where's the other one? Milwaukee? Or Atlanta. Yeah, well, Atlanta's actually a big market, but that's it. Hey. Um, so they better pray Atlanta wins. But, oh, man. This is awesome. They've been there before, though, haven't they? 93. Oh. Yeah. Um, and you weren't, even, you weren't even a Phoenix fan by then. I mean, the Heat you weren't really into until you got to Arizona, right? The Heat? The or Phoenix Suns, I'm sorry. No, no. I, I am my my first team is the Bulls. Yeah, but yeah. Suns I've been into a long time. Oh, okay, but yeah. Well, you've also been in Arizona a long time. Yeah, I've been in Arizona fucking thirteen years now. Yeah, so that yeah that'd be yeah. But I was a fan six seven years before I moved here. So oh really? Okay, thousand. But was yeah. that one of your reasons for going to Arizona was to be closer to the Suns? Maybe. I don't know. That's one of the choices. No, it's a uh, yeah. It's a, I, I like two teams in the NBA. I, I don't. Some people are like you can't like. I'm like fuck you. I don't care. It's it's fucking. You can like whatever you want. It's it's, shit. No, no. Yeah. It's it's fucking, that's why I hate that. It, it, by the way, when people say or, like my friend always says, I hate sports fans because they always say our team. It's like yeah. You're on the team, asshole. You're running with the team. You're doing the, the gym, you're working out the gym with the team. You just watch your fucking fat ass on the couch and watch them play. You don't play for them. 
I don't mind if people say our team. I hate it when they go, I gotta wear this jersey. Like I wear yeah, 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 the fuck yeah. I want. I don't it yeah. doesn't actually matter. Sometimes no. I don't wear anything. No. I hate it when like well, got game day, I gotta wear like they're but not gonna you, fucking know. I tell you what though, there's nothing better than wearing an Oakland Raider jersey in Oakland. It was like a bulletproof vest. No one would mess with you because they'd be like, That's right. Welcome to Oakland, motherfucker. <laughs> Welcome to Oakland, bitch. I don't wear my Vikings jersey. No, they will fucking kill you. <laughs> if you, well, I remember, we were out there for the Baltimore Ravens when they beat them, which was the worst day ever. The 2001 championship game, the year after the snow job, when really? the Raiders, the Raiders could have won three Super Bowls in a row if they got their hit, if they weren't cheated out of it. Lil Wayne is in the center court with all the players, <laughs> and he's got blonde dreadlocks. What the fuck is happening? Say, hey, say what you will. I like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne actually is kind of is a nice. He don't talk about race. He's like famous. Lil Wayne was the guy that said, "You know what? I've never had a racist event in my life because I must be lucky. I've never had a problem. No one's ever been racist to me." And everyone's like, "No, that's not true." He goes, "It's true. I, I don't hate people. I, I've never had a problem." And like people say, "No, you're a liar." And he goes, "No, I don't. I don't care." Well. Having face tattoos does that'll do it. Well, down some of the. Hey, you! Oh, fuck! I don't want to get stabbed. I, oh, I can't. I don't know whether to look at you or read you. Holy shit! Okay, let's there you get go. Out here. Exciting. Um, leaving Las Vegas is next, and after that, a score to settle from 2019. After that, The Rock, which Adam chose from '96, and then you there chose you Adaptation 2002. Yeah. Oh, here's my rankings of the Nick Cage. I don't have it live for us here but here's in the post in the edit here's the rankings for nick cage movies and performance however that shapes out it'll be right on screen right now anyway that's uh, high right uh, wow that's a list that's a list holy shit man put in post yeah special effects man green screen of a live show yeah i don't post this live show to the actual feed to the nick cage feed Cage cast feed, demon battlefield. I'm getting, I'm starting to get the text messages. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> All right. All Until right. next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. Dick Ticket. LIWstudios.com. Lloyd Kicking Warner Lane on YouTube. So long, citizen. So long, Nick Cage. So long, you dildo. You fucking pork, fuck porky dildo. It's called Camel Toe, David. <laughs> Can I, I want to end this show with just. Michael Caine going camel toe, camel toe, camel toe, camel toe. <laughs> well, I guess you're gonna have to work on that. You're gonna Here have to is that video right now. <gasps> camel toe, 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 camel toe. All right, so long, citizens. Camel toe.